Good morning. It's so great to see you today. Thanks for uh, taking the time to spend a few minutes with us, uh, whether, whether you're watching on your computer or in your living room, whenever, however. It's so cool that we have this incredible technology that allows us to go anywhere with you. So uh, we're along with you today, and we want to say thank you uh, for being with us. And here we are in this final Sunday before Christmas. And, you know, the coming of Jesus changes everything. That is an understatement of the year. It just does. But here we are. We've got a few more days until Christmas Day. Uh, so many of you have been looking forward to this or maybe been preparing for this. I know some of you. Some of you have got all your gifts done. You've been done for a while. You've got all the food ready to go. Your small gathering is going to be uh, all set, and you're just ready to go. Let me just say that most of us hate people like you. <laughs> Can I tell you that? But uh, no, not really. Because some of you might be just, you're still scrambling, trying to figure out what you're going to do. There's a crush of holiday busyness. At least we all got a, uh, a pass on those uh, really awkward Christmas parties that most of us feel obligated to go to. No Christmas parties for some of you was a great thing. And, uh, but you know, I know that there's some of us that maybe you've spent way too much trying to uh, overcompensate, and come January, all the bills are going to come due, and uh, then we're, we're kind of thinking, how's this whole thing come together? Some of you uh, want to be with the people that you want to be with, and it's not going to be possible. So, man, Christmas 2020, it can be, instead of Merry Christmas, it can be a Merry Nightmare. But, uh, and maybe you're asking yourself, where's the peace in that? I mean, where's the peace in how our 2020 has gone? Well, you know, we've been in this series entitled, He Shall Be Called, or He Will Be Called. And we're talking about the names of Jesus. Did you know that 700 years before the birth of Christ, the prophet Isaiah told us what Jesus and who Jesus would be? He talked to us about his name, and we've been basing that off of Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. And this scripture says, For to us a child is born. To us, the son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called. And we've been talking about this all month. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. You know, I want to talk to you today about the person of peace. Jesus is the prince of peace. And our prayer for you today is that you will experience that peace. Maybe you have felt it. Today, during this time of worship, maybe Christmas music kind of puts you in that mind set for peace. You know, when I was a kid growing up, I grew up in the church, and that was my story, and I would go to our Christmas Eve service, and there would be uh, candlelight and communion, and, and there was just such a peace to that. It was almost like fresh snow. If you've ever lived in a state or in an area where you got snow at Christmas. You remember how that snow would come down and you'd walk outside and it was almost like everything was insulated. It was just this peace. But, you know, we see the story of Jesus' birth in the book of Luke when the shepherds first heard the good news. They first heard about this. This is a very familiar passage and I love to read it every year. Luke chapter 2 and verses 10 to 14 Here's the angel's message. Do, do not be afraid. Do you know that in the Bible, the most common statement, the most spoken command and statement in the Bible is don't be afraid? I like that. Maybe you just need to hear that today. But it said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy. That will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior 
has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace to men on whom his favor rests. Jesus is the prince of peace, or what I like to say, he is the person of peace. And you know, I feel like peace during these moments, but when you really look at the truth of the real Christmas story, let me tell you, it was anything but peaceful. I mean, think about this. You've got Joseph, and he's got a fiance. They are engaged, but they're not married, and Mary is pregnant from God. Yeah, really, really. No, it was God that got me pregnant. I mean, you know, can you imagine trying to say that? But the story tells us that right in the middle and the end of her pregnancy, Joseph has to go and register for the census. And so he's got to take a long journey, and he takes his fiance with her on a donkey. Nine, month pre- nine months pregnant, on a donkey, uh, a journey all the way to Bethlehem. That doesn't sound peaceful to me at all. You talk about stress. Then they get to town. How about this? They get to town. There's no room. There's no rooms. They can't find a spot. And finally, they say, hey, how about this? We'll just let you stay in the barn. Now, follow with me here. You know, this is her first pregnancy, her first delivery. There's no meds. She's in a barn, and she gives birth to the Son of God. Wow, that sounds like anything but peaceful. But the Bible tells us that that's how the Prince of Peace is born. But it doesn't stop there because, see, Herod, he didn't want anything to do with this prince of peace, and and he wants to see if he can kill the prince of peace. So he orders all the babies two years old and under in that whole area to be murdered. That just doesn't seem like peace to me. Well, I fast forward, and I still see people who just don't have peace. Let me tell you about 2020 that you already know so well. 2020 seems like it was the most peaceless year. There's so much stuff to be afraid of in this year. Where is the peace? But there is a prince of peace. But when I, I just have to ask this question, man, if Jesus' whole goal was to bring us peace, did peace fail? Did peace fail? I know that sounds like a sacrilegious type question, but let me tell you, in our hearts and our minds, we can almost feel that. But Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, when he was trying to describe what God was telling him that his son would be, He says, the prince of peace, or Sar Shalom. Sar really stands for in charge, or Lord, or chief, or general. Shalom stands for rest, tranquility, wholeness, completeness. You see, Jesus came as the person of peace. And when I think of peace, a lot of times I think, well, peace is obviously the opposite of war, right? You either have war or you have peace. There's that famous book, War and Peace, right? One or the other. But if you have uh, what you see in this Hebrew word, shalom, the word for peace in Hebrew is shalom, or the Greek, when we read the New Testament, erene, it it stands for this completeness or wholeness. I love the picture of this because it's like if you have a, a stone and it has no imperfections, there's no cracks in it, it's totally complete, it has Shalom. If you have a wall that is built and every brick is in the right place and it's completely sealed and it's perfect in its construction, you would say that is shalom. The wall is complete. 
that word was used for a lot of things. Shalom was meant like if you caused damage to someone's property and you wanted to pay restitution or you wanted to pay back and make right everything that was damaged, you, once you've paid them back completely, you would say, you now have shalom. What's interesting about that word shalom, it's not just the absence of war. Shalom or arene, it's not just that both sides lay down their weapons. It's actually that they come together and it's a complete 180. Not only are they not at war anymore, now they're working to each other's benefit. Do you see that? How huge that word is shalom. Now, if you've ever watched any Jewish television or actually been in Israel or have studied any of this, you know that a standard Jewish greeting to someone would be shalom aleichem. They would say that to you. If they see you coming, that's a standard greeting, shalom, or peace be unto you. What they're saying is not just, hey, I hope you have a good day. There's so much more to that. There's a depth to it that I want your life to be whole. I wish you wholeness and wellness. So as we get this picture of peace, Jesus, the prince of peace, he is this thought of shalom personified. Shalom means wholeness. Sar shalom, the prince of peace. So what does it mean to have that in your everyday life? I've already talked about how this year has kind of felt like it stole a lot of the peace out of our lives. I just want to share two thoughts with you today, and uh, I hope you can either write these down or take them into your life today. First of all, the person of peace, he is the peace who comforts you. He is the peace who comforts you. Some of you right now, you've, You've got some things going on in your life and maybe things are just going haywire and maybe there's no inward spiritual peace. Do you know that Jesus came not only to save the world, but he came to comfort us. Understand that shalom, in shalom, Jesus wants to bring you comfort. In fact, in the book of John, chapter 14 and verse 27, it says this, peace I leave you. This is Jesus talking. Peace I leave you. Not just any peace, he says. Look how he defines it. It's my peace. My peace I give you. I don't give you, give it to you as the world gives. The world doesn't give us much peace. It's a false peace, if anything. Don't let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So look at this. He gives us his peace. I can't find peace in myself on a good day. But you know what? Jesus comes to give me comfort And when God sends Jesus into this world, he's giving us his peace. And I can get comfort with knowing who is in control. I love it when I know who is in control. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, we live in a world today of such amazing technology. If my phone doesn't bring up what I'm looking for in like a second, I'm just like upset about it. And I'm saying, what's wrong with this thing? We are so spoiled today on the amazing technology that we have. But I don't know about you, but when my technology starts to fail, I will lose it. I'll just tell you that. I've been known to lose it on tech support because I don't know what to do. I, 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 if I get into it, I know one thing. I can make it worse. <laughs> but you know, uh, right here, even at our church, we rely on technology. I love this tech team that God has helped put together, some incredible people that help things go. But there's been times here at the church when our Network our, our internet and uh, our ability to function and print and to connect with one another has been down, and it was so frustrating. And we spent hours in tech support trying to get it figured out, and it was just, man, what little hair I've got was about ready to get pulled out 
and I was so frustrated until I called someone that was a network expert. And this guy comes in, and he looks it over, and because he knows what to look for with just in a few minutes, he says this, okay, I see the problem, I know what to do. Do you know the relief that came when I heard him say that? It was just like, I didn't panic, I didn't worry, not because I knew what to do. Guess what? When he walked in, I knew nothing more than before he walked in. But guess what? I came under someone's ability to know what to do. I had peace in knowing that this person's expertise was going to fix our networking problem. And guess what? He did. He could see exactly what was wrong and how it needed to work. And if you could just, if I can just tell you that that is what it means to have Jesus when he says, my peace I leave with you. You know what that tells me? Guess what? It's not on me to figure out. I can lean into his peace. <laughs> Some of you might say, well, what if I don't have his peace? Well, if you don't have his peace, maybe you're watching this today. No matter, maybe it's by accident, maybe you bumped into this thing. We always say there's no random acts. It's a reason that you're watching today. Maybe you're watching this today and you've been a believer in Christ, but you've never really tapped into his peace and you're trying to have the energy for it. You're trying to, to work up the energy to what you have to face, especially during this Christmas season and you're trying to solve it on your own. You're trying to do and cope with life outside of the shalom, that completeness or wholeness. What do we do? Well, scripture makes it very clear. Apostle Paul, which went through more things than I'll ever face in my life, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 to 7, he says this, do not be anxious about anything. Now, you know what? Sometimes when I read that, can I just be really honest with you? I'm like, easy for you to say. <laughs> Someone that happens to deal with anxiety, when somebody says, eh, don't worry about it. But I can't stop there. Let's see what Paul has to say more. He says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, not my peace. He's talking about this shalom, the prince of peace, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So what do we do? We are outside trying to figure out our networking on our own, our, our lack of connection on our own, and we don't have any peace. We can simply step under the lordship of Christ. And when we take our requests and we present them to him and we can be honest, and I say this a lot, Jesus, I can't do this. Jesus, I can't figure this out. This is beyond my level of understanding. Man, there's been so many things that perhaps happened to you in 2020. In this year, I mean, I can go back just a few months when we were dealing with riots and, <laughs> and, and protests and forest fires and, oh yeah, and that little pandemic that's, killing so many people and affecting so many people and the fear and all that. Man, right in the middle of that, the majority of us were saying, God, we don't understand what's going on. This is beyond our ability to figure this out. But if this year has been beyond your ability to understand, the troubles that we have faced have been too, busy, too big to navigate, we know that we need to dial in. We need to receive that gift that God gave us in the person of Jesus. And you know, sometimes 
You might just need to know how good he is. And sometimes we only know how good he is when we realize how hard life can be. So thankful that we have a God that we can turn to in these times. And some of you, that's right where you're at in this moment. Let me tell you, I believe that Jesus is shalom. He is completeness and wholeness. He is the prince of peace. So he's the God who gives us comfort. That should bring us comfort. The second thing today is this. He is the God who saves you. Jesus is the peace who saves you. Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice he doesn't say we have been justified by our good works <laughs> or we have been justified by all our effort, all our trying. But he, look, look what he says. Since we have been justified through faith, what do we have? We have peace with God. We have that shalom with God. Think about that. We have peace with God through Jesus Christ. We have peace with God, not because we're out there trying to do all our own stuff, trying to figure this out on our own. I love this. He is the God who saves us because he's the God who can figure this out and lays a way for us. Some of you say, but man, I don't really know if I have peace with God. Maybe because you question that is because you're not feeling peaceful right now. That might be. Because perhaps the one who gives us peace is the one we haven't connected with fully. Sometimes we might think, man, I can get peace here, but then I get it taken away, and it will re remove peace. You know, sometimes Jesus will strip down the things around us so that we'll connect with him because he is the true source of peace. That picture, again, of shalom or completeness. I love that, just the, the fact that you can see a wall with no holes in it without any breaks or missing parts. Fundamentally, Bo, we've all been broken down by sin. If you want to know what sin does to us, it breaks you down. Think about that as you've been navigating these, these days and these months of the year. Some of us have just been worn down and it feels like we're broken down. Maybe if I look back on this year, it looks like a wall that's got holes and missing places in it. And the idea that my life, my life is complex. There's a lot of moving parts there's relationships and there's situations. And sin will break those down. Sin will be, like I said, it'll put a, a cog in there and, and it'll stick a stick in our gears that are trying to go smoothly. And life can be broken down. So why is Christmas so incredibly important? Because that's where we learn that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus, born of a virgin, conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit. Why is this so important? Because we, with an earthly father, we inherit sin. Why did we need Jesus to be born sinless, perfect? Because we are all bent towards sin. Some of you think, well, I used to have it all together. I mean, you know, I'm thinking about without Jesus. I mean, there was a time in my life where I had it together. Guess what? We are all sinners by birth. Here's what's interesting about sin. And you families out there, you might understand this. All you homeschool moms, let me tell you what I know you don't have to do. You don't have to say, today, we're going to have a lesson on how to be bad. <laughs> we're going to have a lesson on how to be sin. This is how you punch your sister. 
Please don't do that. But you know what I'm saying? You don't have to teach your kids <laughs> to have a bent towards doing the wrong thing. It comes naturally. It comes naturally to us. But Jesus, who was born of a virgin, didn't have a sin nature, so he could be the perfect sacrifice for our sins. So he could come as the innocent lamb, the Bible tells us, who was slain for our sins on the cross, that he could give us life. And then he was raised again. So our sin could be underneath him, if you will. He can take our sin and cast it away from us. His life, his birth, his perfect life, his teaching. He's the one who in charge. He is the one who gives you peace. Shalom Aleichem. Peace to us. He is the prince or the person of peace. And we're going to pray in just a moment. But I want you to think about if you have peace. Think about if you're in a situation where you're in need of peace. You're in need of that completeness. Right now, the systems of your life, some of them are misfiring. Some of them are difficult. There's relational issues. There's financial issues. Maybe you might have a, in, internal issues. It's just making you doubt and fear. Some of you, right, you're listening and you're wondering, why don't I have peace with God? So maybe you're just trying to be a good person. Maybe you're just, you're, but you're wondering, man, am I good enough? And you're trying not to be a bad person. You wonder, why am I still bent towards the wrong things? It's because we are all bent toward, you can't work your way there. But I love what Jesus says and the word says over and over. It's the gift that comes without working for it. God gives us a gift of peace. Ephesians 2, 13 and 14 says this. This should help you today. It says this, but now in Christ Jesus, you who are once far off have been brought near through the body of Christ for Christ himself. Notice this, what is it? He is our peace. What a gift. What a gift in Christ. Outside of him, we have no promise. Outside of him, we have no peace. But within him, when he comes into our situation, when he can say, yes, I know exactly what to do, we can just relax and say, you know what? I don't have to figure this whole thing out because now I have someone that understands peace and can give me it right where I need it in my life. Inside of him, we have this peace that passes understanding, that makes no sense outside of who Jesus is. We have peace in the one who is in charge. Can I just tell you today, Jesus came to put order back into your life. You know, I don't know if you've ever watched the TV show on, on I don't know if it's on A&E or TLC or whatever. It's called Hoarders. Man, I'll watch that show and I start feeling like I've got bugs crawling over me and I can't watch it. But what is it about? It's about people that have just a mess, a mess in their life, a mess in their home, and it begins to stack up, stack up, stack up to where it's just the room is full, the house is full, and it gets pretty gross. And they bring in experts that say, you know what? We're going to bring order to this chaos. And that's the point of the whole show. The point of the whole show is a mess and then some expert can you believe having that talent and that gifting? I love to go into people's messes and bring order. Man, I would say light a match and move out. 
Thankfully, they're not asking me for that show. But I'm telling you, there are people that love to do that that will come in. And the whole point of the show is there's a before, it's a mess. It's stuff stacked everywhere. It's, it's absolutely unfixable in their mind. And they've just shut down and just let it build up. But then someone comes in with the skill and the ability to say, we can bring order to this. Some of this stuff's going to have to be thrown away. And that's a good part of the show, too, is watching people not wanting to get rid of junk. And can you imagine that? Until I think about my own life. And I say, you know what? I'm like that TLC. I'm like that, that program. When I look in my life and there's stuff that I've given up dealing with, and it's just stacked up and stacked up, and pretty soon I've given up. But who Jesus is, the thing that makes Christmas so amazing the thing that makes Emmanuel, God with us, but not just that, Sar Shalom, the Prince of Peace. He comes into the mess of my life. He comes in to where I'm overwhelmed and he steps in and says, guess what? I can bring order to this. I've forgiven you for this. I can take this away. This stuff needs to be gotten rid of forever. This stuff needs to be put in order. Allow me into your life. And then I got a before picture of my life as a mess and an after picture of how Jesus comes in and puts things in order. I got a before picture of a broken down old wall, of a machine that's missing pieces. And then Jesus comes in and says, let me put things in place and bring completeness to your life. This shalom came in the person of Jesus. That's what brings us together. He doesn't just stop the war. It's not just time to lay down weapons. He bridges the gap and allows us to begin to work together and come together. Wholeness, completeness. Outside of Jesus, our life will never be whole. But with Jesus, when we find shalom, like I said, it's like a fresh snow. It's just that peace that comes and insulates all the noise. It's that shalom, or like the Greek word says, arene. It's the completeness and wholeness of Jesus coming into your life. You can have that today. Or maybe I'm just reminding you of something you already know. Maybe you love Jesus and you know Jesus, but there are just places and through the chaos of the last several months or maybe the last several years, your life is just stacked up with stuff that's made you feel out of control. Jesus wants to come in and get a hold of your life, connect with you and bring the peace that passes understanding. But what's it say? It says to cast our cares on him. It says prayers and petitions. Ask God. Don't be anxious and worry about it, but ask God for his help and come under his authority. You can do that with a prayer today by saying, Jesus, I want you to be in control of my life. Jesus, come into my mess and make order out of it. It's the person of peace. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. The government will be on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful Counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, and the person, the Prince of Peace, Shalom, completeness, wholeness. Receive that today. What a gift. Would you pray with me? Jesus, thank you for coming. God, thank you for sending Jesus. Later this week, we'll be surrounded by all the trappings and the 
the events that will happen, maybe not just like we've always done. It might be unique for this year, but we will be looking at your birthday, the day you were brought to this earth, the day you became peace to mankind, the day you became tidings of great joy to all people. God, I pray that you would connect with us right now and bring peace where there is chaos, bring shalom where there's things misplaced, that we would receive that in a fresh and a new way. I just want to encourage you. Maybe this is the most amazing and best time for you just to invite the Prince of Peace into your life. And you can do it right where you're at, no matter where you're at, no matter when you're watching this, if you would just say, Jesus, come into my life. Jesus, forgive me. Help me to have that shalom, that peace that passes understanding. You know what? He will come. He came 2,000 years ago as a baby. He lived a sinless life. He was crucified for our sins. He rose again on the third day. He ascended to heaven, and he is sitting at the right hand of the Father, and his job is making heaven ready for us, but he will bring you peace in chaos, and I love that. I love that. He can be yours today. Thank you so much for praying with me. You know, we have a host online right now. If you would like more prayer, just let her know that or, or send us an email. We would love to connect with you. We have next steps for you to take. We would love to connect with you somehow. Maybe you've been just tuning in and you haven't really been a part of Family Life Church, but now you are. And so I said, let us know who you are. We want to connect with you. We want to help you today. So we say God bless this Christmas season for you. Again, like Pastor Clint was saying, if you registered for box, we'll see you a little bit later and uh, from 12 to 2, picking up those boxes. But I'd also like to thank Pastor Lisa and her team who created this incredible uh, box. You're going to love it. I, I opened mine and went, wow, that is amazing. But I want to thank Amy. I want to thank the team that helped put those together. And you know, we're going to be meeting again live in person starting January 3rd, very safely and within the context of what helps us meet safely and keep people safe. But So we're going to see you again, but we'll always be online. And starting January 3rd, we'll have room for you here. So until I see you again, I pray that God would bless you and keep you. I would pray that the Prince of Peace, Shalom, he would shine the countenance of his face on your life and bring you completeness and wholeness. God bless you as you celebrate Jesus' birth. Amen. Hey guys, this is Pastor Dave. I just want to say thank you for joining us today for this podcast. You know, at Family Life Church, our vision is to create a safe, authentic environment where people connect with Jesus. And we don't believe it's an accident that you joined us today. You know, if this message meant something to you, we would love to hear from you. You can connect with us on our website at myflc.org, or you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Family Life Church Newburgh. And I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and you can listen regularly. But I just want to say thank you and God bless your week.